Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined by a somewhat freshly shaven Harrison Fagan, <laughs> trying to push the hairs, like physically trying to push hair after hair after hair out of his facial region. Uh, today's episode, look, we got kind of mixed up. I, I kind of double booked in my excitement to get uh, guests lined up for the first few weeks of the show. Harrison, um, on that note, I actually have something to show you that I think you'll be pretty proud about. Are you ready? Is it an award first? Uh, first repeat listen in in the Lakers Lounge history, or repeat guest? No, no. Oh yeah, your audio is coming through super clear right now. I can, you as you walk right away back. from the mic. Yeah, yeah, here I can edit that. Look at that, a planner. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, can you wow. believe it? Wow, should I should I start like reading out the names there? Just like spoil all your guests for the next couple weeks? Well, I think I can spoil tomorrow. Should I do that? Get everybody real excited? I don't know. I, I feel like people will be more excited if it's a surprise. I mean, getting Andre Drummond on the show is a big moment for you, but I'm glad that you're finally gonna be able to hit him with all those questions from well, two years ago. It's not Harrison. Harrison is the is the is the big, big guest. <laughs> no, I, I I'm gonna do it. I don't I don't like to do this usually. And I hope I'm not jinxing myself by doing this. But tomorrow, on this here podcast feed, Pete and I are running it back. We're, we're doing the whole thing. We're, 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 we're Sean, Sean McVay is, is going to sit there and, and clap for us for running it back. Uh, yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're going to uh, hop on a little later in the evening tomorrow so that we can know some of the results from across the league and, and all of that. So, so that's the plan for now. As of right now, um, if 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 it doesn't happen, blame Harrison. It's, it's but it that's, Harrison's that's fault. I mean, that's amazing that you could get the film room on here. <laughs> Look, I had to pay so much money. It's yeah, it's, it doesn't it's, surprise me. Coach Pete <laughs> drives a hard bargain. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, today's show, what I want to talk about is D'Angelo Russell. And uh, what's going on there? It was a huge weekend here for the Lakers as uh, they go 2-0. They pick up a huge win against Minnesota. Um, and then they, they obviously take care of business against Houston last night. Um, tonight, as you and I are recording this, while you and I are recording off camera um, in the corner of my office over there, 
uh, Denver is up by nine against Golden State. So obviously, if that result holds, that would be a huge development, as I believe everybody... Wait, like, without Jokic? Didn't he not play? Yeah, without Jokic. Um, the Warriors <laughs> on the road are a freaking disaster. No, I, I know that, but it's just, I mean, that's, yeah, that's wild still. They, they are a legitimate, unmitigated disaster on the road. I think if they lose this one, they'll fall to like 10 and 30 on the season. So with two more road games to go, which is meaningful yeah, I mean, for a they, Lakers team that may never lose ever again. They uh, they successfully achieved their goal of more podcast release this season than road wins. I feel like very few <laughs> NBA teams can claim that. Warriors managed it. Bob Myers, Bob Myers pushed that number right over the right yeah, over the he, top. Yeah, he, you know, yeah. Sa- yeah. There may be salary restrictions, but there's no podcast restrictions. That is, yeah. I've not seen Ooh, any. We CBA, should talk about that. We should know, talk stuff. about the CBA stuff yeah. really quickly too. Um, so plenty of stuff to get to. Um, like I said, the the topic kind of du jour, even as the Lakers, uh, you know, they 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 have picked up. One huge win. The the one against Minnesota is one of the bigger wins of their season. Uh, they I thought they they played incredibly well. I thought I was actually really impressed with Darvin Ham um, and his coaching in that one. Where despite Meek, Malik Beasley um, shooting the ball well in the first half, he tightened up the rotation and Rui Hachimura got all of the minutes in the second half. And I thought that really set a defensive tone. I, where I am, uh, I wasn't able to listen to the Lakers broadcast. I was actually listening to uh, the, the Wolves broadcast. And while I was watching and listening to them talk, I would say one out of every three or four comments about the Lakers from that broadcast was how well they're defending and how out of sync uh, Minnesota was. The other couple comments were about how sick they were, um, which, you know, <laughs> As, I mean, to be fair, their whole team, like half their team, was listed as like like inte- like internal intestinal distress or like something like that. Like it, well, it sounds like you know, like Rudy Gobert has to be stopped. It's it's unbelievable how many new viruses he has introduced <laughs> to the NBA now. Where like if the Lakers are like sick as a dog in the play-in in a couple weeks, like you know there needs to be an investigation. It's like the fact that they basically sent out a sick ward to infect another team that is against them in the play-in race. Like you know Mike Conley, I guess has herd immunity from playing with Rudy in Utah, but um you know yeah. whatever whatever viruses you know he's been cooking up. Like I do kind of wonder like if this was the '80s where things were taken a lot less seriously and bordered on irresponsible. His nickname would be the virus, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, or it'd be something like I don't know. It'd be like a like eighties action movie, like <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, like oh that. man, his wingspan he spreads like a contagion, you know, like it. <laughs> so uh, Rudy the yeah, raging I... contagion, go bear. There you go. <laughs> the the win against Minnesota huge and and I was really impressed with with Ham's adjustment there and then you know Houston Houston is just bad Houston yeah. <laughs> I, I I texted someone uh someone like in the middle of this game I was like like this is the least serious basketball team I've ever watched like all three matchups they're just it is I heard uh I forget I forget who it was it was someone on a podcast that I listened to the last week described them as Hooper anarchy um and uh yeah. that is really it's just unbelievable how 
poorly they execute, how they seem to have little to no plan, how yeah. If it was like, like every single shot block is only because they goaltended, it's just like if they were a city, there'd be accidents all over the place because everybody has a green light. Like just cars yeah. constantly crashing into each other. It's just it's wild. And an and extremely I was like, irresponsible drinking game that I will not encourage any of your listeners to play is take a shot every single time only one Rockets player touches the ball on a possession. <laughs> um I was gonna say if you're going for sobriety, you know, take a drink every time a shot goes up after th- three or more passes every time yeah every time they have an assisted field goal you're good (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we were i was i was watching co um avery has kind of a a stomach bug of her own right now and so she was kind of in the she rudy gobert it's like it was just transferred through the airwaves um but she was she was you know she would look i'm telling everybody every parent listening to this is going to relate but when you have a sick child, it is desperation survival mode. So whatever the child wants, child gets. And in this case, child wanted to watch Greatest Showman in, in the living room. Child watches Greatest Showman in the, in the living room. Uh, so that, that put me, I was out on my deck uh, watching the, the game there. And despite being outside, on multiple occasions, Jen felt the need to come check on me because of the sounds that I was making. <laughs> like with some of the shot selection that Houston was was implementing, I was just like, "Wow, shaking yeah. with a skyhook." Okay, yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> no, it, it's it's like an entire team of guys that are just trying to get on like the Sports Center top ten. Like that's yeah. like their whole pl- like every single move is made with the goal of like this it's it's a team of TikTokers like they're just it's like <laughs> it's like dude perfect build a ba- built a basketball team you know they're just like it it's just trick shots like you know check out this sick thing I can do you know yeah it's a. Uh, it's bad. Denver, I They're really bad. But hey, like this. the Lakers, they also lost to this very, very bad team. And it yeah. was because they had no centers playing in that game. <laughs> um, but still, you know, the fact that the I guess Anthony Davis is the difference between, you know, like a 30 point win and an extremely embarrassing loss. Like when you have no other real viable centers uh, on your roster against yeah. this team, you know, is uh, like he was really good today. They mm-hmm. I, I think their points. scouting report on on the Rockets defense just was like a picture of of a rotisserie chicken and they just like it's just like feed the ball to ad and this is what's going to happen and that's what happened i can't decide whether shangun runs like those reindeer that you see on national geographic like that run forever away from the wolf right those <laughs> those like those chases that last for miles and miles and miles and miles i can't deb- decide if he runs like that or like somebody who is running with a headache and doesn't want to like have their head bounce you know, and I, I, it's definitely more the second one. <laughs> it's just like he runs like he has a head cold and uh, and defends like it, too. You know, yeah, but I mean, the, there becomes was, a lot more of an athlete when he has the ball in his hands. It's a crazy. Yeah, there thing. was that move in the first half that yeah, I guess you weren't watching the Spectrum broadcast, but there where AD shook Shangoon like basically into the first row and then missed the little jump hook. And, you know, those of you that watch the game on Spectrum will remember this. But Stu, like they're in the middle of the next possession and Denver, Stu is still laughing, even this? though AD missed. And are you watching the, you watching the Denver no, game? No, I'm not. No. Denver had a nine-point lead with a minute to go, and the Warriors are really about to, like, there's going to be a jump ball at midcourt, 
The Warriors have Kavon Looney jumping against Bruce Brown. The Warriors are going to get the ball back with like 11 seconds down by two. Mike Malone is freaking out because his team is blowing this. All right, so yeah, I'm going to watch this possession. We have to watch this possession. Well, oh he can't God. He can't sub in Zeller. Oh, boy. Or Plumley. Sorry, it was oh. Plumley. No, you don't get... Oh, big block there from somebody. Oh, thank God. Woo! Clay Thompson was wide open from the top of the key for three to end the game. <laughs> Did he? He missed it. I'm assuming he missed the first one, and then he got the ball back with another <clears throat> another opportunity, and that that second shot got blocked. But Denver, without Jokic, gave the Lakers a huge gift. Huge. Did, did Clay point to all his rings at like the Nuggets? You know, as they were walking off the court, just remind them that like he's won rings, like just because he missed those shots. And well, I, I think and... he missed it because he shot that one with four fingers only. Like, well, he, he had the it. rings on. It threw his it threw his shot off. He's just really like he's <laughs> trying to remind people. It's like everybody was clutching their pearls today when um when I'm, I'm blanking on her name because I don't watch much women's basketball, but I think it's Angel Reese is, is her yes. name. Yeah, correct. Uh, and and she was doing the, she was like following Caitlin Clark. Yeah, they're doing the you can't see me. I love that stuff. I'm sorry. Like it's amazing. You can't you can't be and it is it, the Venn diagram of the people that complain about like too much celebration and then all these players are all friends. Like the Venn diagram of that is a circle. Like, yeah, it's just, right. it's the same people that complain about both things, and they want, like, just the perfect amount. It's like Goldilocks of, right. of competitive. It's like, AAU is wrong because these guys are friends before they get to the league, but also if these guys are... Anthony, didn't you know that there's a rule yet? that you're only allowed to taunt someone when, when you're within eight and there's, like, five five minutes or more to go in the game or, you know, whatever <laughs> it is? It's, yeah, like, and surely it has nothing to do whatsoever with a much taller black girl doing that to a white girl who's like the darling of college basketball right now yeah no, no i'm sure whatsoever. that was none of the reaction no nothing nothing especially from barstool had nothing to do yeah with that yeah. with those racists over there um so yeah we got so huge development here for the lakers as the the denver yeah Nuggets that's going to be riveting audio for the people that uh you know are oh no i bet i bet i all right here if you were watching the denver game while or at all last night at all i would i would guarantee you the people who listen to the show like who are you know objectively speaking the best lakers fans out there they were definitely watching <laughs> the denver nuggets play the golden state warriors in the last minute or so of that game when it looked like denver might might you know sneak away with a huge win for the lakers purposes I, I would, yeah, now I would, they get like they get like a twenty four hour delayed playback. It's great. They're right in their ears. Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> while that was going on, our uh, mutual friend JD, who's like who used to be at, at basketball, yeah. um, <laughs> conspiracy theory: Golden State Warriors and the Clippers are shadow tanking to duck the Phoenix Suns, and we're wandering straight towards that series. You know. You know what? I'm not willing to completely rule it out. There's been so much kind of chicanery in the standings, but also I think like the real reason is the Warriors are just like kind of bad. They are awful on the road. Awful. Yeah. Um, they rely so heavily on three pointers from their role players, and and if you don't, if you're on the road and that's what you rely on, 
you're not going to be very good on that. And, you know, it's like in his most relatable podcast comments ever, or maybe it wasn't a podcast, maybe it was post-game, Draymond Green basically complained. He's like, you know, we're we're kind of older. We don't like to travel. I'm like, oh, man, RT. I totally – I feel you, Draymond. <laughs> like – I don't I don't perform as well away from home either. You know, it's uh, like, you know, you need that home cooking, your your, yeah. your bed, like, you I know, hate, a couple I also days on the road traveling with children. Like he's yeah, just, a couple days on the road. It's like, oh, man, oh, my back hurts. Like, you know, Jordan, Jordan just, pulls like out there just doing dumb stuff and he wants to punch him again. And it's like, I hate traveling with children. Children are the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like having traveled a bunch with children, Draymond, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Um. So. Back to the topic at hand here before we jump into the questions. But this D'Angelo Russell thing is is interesting. Um, there are a bunch of theories that are kind of floating around. You know, he's in a contract year. Uh, the Lakers haven't given him an extension. Obviously, Aaron Mintz and the Lakers have their history as well. Well, not in the Lakers and Rob Palinka. Yeah, and specifically yeah. Rob Palinka. They have there's there's that history going on. Um, what makes it all what makes all of this kind of conspiracy theory stuff possible is that, you know, first he, he took what, three weeks, four weeks to recover from, uh, the ankle injury. Uh, he took like three weeks to recover three, four weeks to recover from the ankle injury. And, um, as, as, uh, as that was coming closer to his return, there was like night after night after night, there was like, he got his pregame in People liked how well he was moving, and then he didn't play. And then, you know, there was a hip thing that popped up that nobody could really identify where he got that. He said that he had a sore foot in the second half in this game, and nobody could really identify any kind of limping in the first half that would lead him to that. Darvin Ham said after the game that it was, quote, precautionary, um, and that Russell could technically have gone, um, which I which I found kind of illuminating. Um, that, that like the coach is there saying like, I thought he was good. Um, so a, a lot of this is, there's a lot kind of going on here, obviously, uh, on top of the relationship that Mintz and, and Palinka have, and some of the potential animosity there, it didn't end great with Russell and the Lakers. Yeah. People forget Rob's the guy that traded him the first time. Now it was yeah. magic who came out to reporters and it's like, yeah, you know, Delo's great, but I need I a leader. He's kind of immature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I needed uh, a leader. I needed someone with a little more maturity, basically. And so, right. you know, everybody remembers Magic kicking him in the ass on the way out the door. But, like, it's not like Rob, like, threw himself on the fax machine to stop it. I mean, he was the only one that was ever at the office outside of press conference days, you know? Well, like, and, and, like, it wasn't it wasn't like there were counter leaks there, like, as Magic yeah. was saying that stuff. Where it's like, no, actually, the Lakers enjoyed our time with... Nah, it's too late. You yeah, know? well, yeah, it was... Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot again going on there, and 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 when there's a lot going on there, people are going to kind of wonder aloud. And uh, I have you know been asking some questions kind of behind the scenes as well. And I'm not I'm not going to go too far into the specifics of what I've heard there. I will say there's a little bit of frustration that that I've sensed um, in 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 regards to his availability, and you know so. One thing that's really kind of popped up in my head over this entirety in, in, entire thing, the Lakers this last offseason just did whatever they could to, like the people that they signed had as clean a bill of health as you could possibly ask for, right? Especially for uh, veteran minimum guys. Uh, they were kind of interested in TJ Warren, right? But 
you know, that didn't really get very far. Otto Porter No, Jr. I mean, they, they did the Lakers thing where they're like, these are the problems we had last year. Now yeah. we will never have anyone with injury concerns on our roster ever again. Right. And, Except uh, our two and, stars. And, so, you know, yeah. like what that really kind of stemmed from, the player I would say that it really kind of stemmed from was with Kendrick Nunn, where there was so much ambiguity over the course of the season with him. It was the world's worst bone bruise. It was like it was this thing that nobody really understood what was going on there. I remember you and I were kind of early on, you know, early in, in, in saying like, I don't know when we're going to see this guy. It doesn't yeah. like none of, none of what's coming out here sounds when, when they very keep saying, good. When they stopped giving us reevaluation dates, I was kind of right. like, uh, you know, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I don't know that we're seeing Kendrick Nunn this year. And, and so we can't you know, judge I, this I, team. I bring, yeah, we still can't judge last year's team. Still can't judge last year's team. Yeah. They didn't the have NBA their MVP. did, but I don't think yeah. you and I can. No, uh, so, definitely not. But we, yeah, that stuff kind of popped up in some of my evaluation of the situation, especially evaluation of the stuff that I was getting when I was kind of asking around about it was like, we know that they were trying to avoid this specifically with the signings that they made. And to now go through it again with a player who otherwise has seemed mostly healthy, you know, like when, when he's been on the court, he's jovial. Like, he always looks like he's having a great time, and then he's just not around, and he's just not available. And it's for these things that I'm not going to say that they're made up. I don't know anywhere near enough to say anything about the situation. I can't. There's nothing I can say about this other than, you know, some of the people around that situation are kind of annoyed at how all of this is kind of playing out. And, um, you know what what's your read on what's going on here how 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 do you think people should feel about this should we just take him at his word and say he's kind of dinged up and he can't risk long-term injury heading into a contract situation or do you think it's fair to be kind of frustrated about this so so those are honestly i i think both of those questions have like two different answers sort of like i, mm -hmm. I think that we should always i think with a healthy you know, like, obviously, I think we should always take people at their word when they tell us, you know, what something is as a problem, unless we have reason to believe otherwise. And, like, right now, yeah. I have no reason to, to like, believe otherwise. Like, guys get dinged up throughout the course of the season. They were playing against, you know, one of the worst, least serious teams I've ever watched today. Maybe they were just yeah. like, hey, you know, let's have the doctors take another you. look at it tomorrow. You don't, we don't yeah. need you. It's, it's fine. Just take a seat if your foot hurts a little bit. Like, you know, the, the hip thing, like, you know, as somebody who had a hip thing randomly come up into their lives, like sometimes those do come out of nowhere. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just unfortunate. You know, you again, 24? like the ankle thing seemed to be a real injury where he had to kind of, you know, rehab and yeah. get through it. And eventually he got that. back on the court. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we, we all saw where it happened. So like the, the, I think in this case, the simplest explanation is probably the correct one that he just has been dinged up at various points yeah. throughout this. That said, like, I understand why as fans, it would be frustrating when, okay, this is sort of the big trade deadline acquisition. Like obviously, 
Vando has yeah. helped in different ways. Malik Beasley's had a couple good games, but like D'Angelo Russell was sort of the crown jewel of that acquisition. Where I would it's maybe like, argue okay, that this is... the crown jewel of it was not having Russell Westbrook. But yeah, go on. Well, yeah, swapping out your Russells, you know, and having one that fits better alongside yeah. your stars. You know, you now you have a Russ that teams cannot play off of every single yeah. time. You know, down the court and dare to shoot like their Caitlin Clark in like a semifinals game, just like waving at them to yeah. and like some of the funniest trash talk I've ever seen. Like that was more i never thought that i'd see someone disrespect a shooter more than kobe did to rondo in like the 2010 <laughs> finals but yeah. that may have topped it you know yeah. like the straight up just like no nah, go ahead i'm not even gonna look was the most disrespectful thing i've ever seen uh and yeah. i love it like you know i, I love that competitiveness stuff just like yeah. today um but you know I, I think that in when it comes to d-lo like i understand why fans would be frustrated over this because this is the guy that like you want to be out there you, it's all these games are do or die and so you know lakers fans who i think have been raised on a degree of sort of that mamba mentality of like you just play through things when games matter yeah. and you know you fight through it lakers fans are already primed to be upset with like guys missing time because of how much time their various sort of like high you know important players have missed over yeah. the last several years like it is a frustrating thing and you know you add on the fact that like look we can believe that d'angelo russell is dinged up but like i don't have any inside sourcing on this either but logic would dictate that if you are in a contract year you are trying to secure a long-term deal with yeah. your team. You don't have that locked up right now. You don't ha know what is going to happen this summer when there aren't a tremendous amount of teams that have cap space that also have the need to spend big money on a point guard. Like, if I were D'Angelo Russell, and I think if any of us were in that professional situation, like, we wouldn't want to have some injury and make it worse and potentially, like, have an Isaiah Thomas situation, Absolutely. God forbid, like, anything like that, where you're looking for the Brinks truck and then all of a sudden, you know, you're sort of stuck holding the bag, but it's not full of money. Well, you know? and, that, like, and that gets I, back I, to I think, the very first point yeah. that you made, too, especially where, like, this is, like, they, they make their living off of their bodies. And as yeah. that is the reality of the situation, we can't like we 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 I think have to take them at their word when they're talking about their bodies because you know like you're talking about Isaiah Thomas had a, a you know a hip thing that he tried to rush back from and he was literally never the same and, and his was worse to be fair like than Delo's yeah. it was by any accounts yeah. or whatever like and he the doctors were basically like yeah you can him, play through it it cost him at least probably a hundred million bucks. Yeah, cl you know? cl probably in the in the hundred million range. Yeah, yeah. So and like Delo's not looking at that kind of money, most likely on the market this summer. But it's a lot, and it's go likely going to take him through. It's probably going to be his last like gigantic contract at the very least. You know, like he's what twenty six, twenty seven. Like I think he's younger than that. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you can look that up. But, like, either way, most of these guys, like, if they're in a contract year, are not going to put that on the line. And, like, the, the, there's also, we have to acknowledge, like, people have different pain tolerances. And, you know, like, that is a factor in these things where sometimes, you know, different. And this isn't a criticism. Like, different guys have different levels of ability to play through different injuries. He mentioned it um, himself. Like, he said when he first hurt his ankle, he was like, I've never done this before. I don't do this very often. I've never really dealt with a, with an ankle sprain before. And yeah, I should also say like a, a bit of extra context here was when they traded for him and when some of this injury stuff started popping up, some of the people who, you know, I have some friends who root for that team and then obviously have some friends who cover uh, Minnesota. And they did say that like he does not push it when he isn't 100%. I've, like, I've heard was, similarly. Yeah, that was that that's that's out there about the guy. It's extra context. I'm not saying 
that again that we need to judge him for that. I that's probably how I that's probably the the most practical way to approach these things. But it is it, that that reputation is out there. And, you know, the thing that you sort of mentioned at the top of the show that you brought up, like, you know, that he his agent is someone who, you know, may or may not be in sort of a lifelong blood feud with one Robert Todd Palinka, um, you know, that doesn't always lead to like the greatest trust on like every side of like playing through things like we've seen this before. And that doesn't mean like I'm not sitting here saying that I know that like D'Lo doesn't trust the Lakers and doesn't think that they're going to give him money. And so he's not going to play like I don't know that. But these are things that we can like wonder and ask about. If they are at least small factors in some Look, of this, um, I would question the Lakers giving anybody money that is not LeBron James or Anthony Davis, right? Like, <laughs> if I was, yeah, the you agent, know, I, I mean that—that's the other part of this too that we were talking about. Like, uh, I think you and I were going back and forth earlier today. I was like, look, if you want him to play through things, you can extend him, but like yeah. other, you know, that necessarily means he'll be magically back. On the, but you certainly you wouldn't have that hanging over your head as a potential like oh i'm gonna mess up like you know guys play through more when their contracts are secure like that is an nba yeah. and professional sports reality though uh, so i thought about the extension aspect of this uh i do think that part of the reason they might not be inclined to do that is uh you know, on top of everything that we've talked about to this point, the Lakers own baggage with D'Angelo Russell, right? Like D'Angelo yeah. Russell feels a certain way about the Lakers, but clearly the Lakers felt a certain way about D'Angelo Russell. And um, organizationally, the Lakers, we've seen this, like to preserve flexibility for as long as humanly possible. Well, and that's if what you I lock mean. up D'Angelo Russell on a long-term extension, then that means that it's harder to move on from him this summer. It's harder to work on, you know, like, I mean, you couldn't do a sign and trade on draft night or anything like that. But yeah. like, you know, theoretically agree to a deal, you know, that you're going to like a trade. Well, I guess that would be illegal too. But, you know, you have some more mechanisms available to you in free agency this summer, you know, if you wait to do like a sign and trade extent, like look no further than D'Lo when he got this contract was a sign yeah. and trade from his old team to the Warriors. They got back, you know, Kevin Durant. I don't think that that's probably on the table for the Lakers, but you know, if there's a team mm -hmm. that wants D'Angelo Russell has a player, the Lakers want, like theoretically, that is something that could still happen this summer. And like, you know, that's going away if you extend him. Or, and I, I believe he's legal. He's legally eligible for an extension even right now. Correct. Yeah, I, I think so yeah. too. And if they give yeah. him that extension, he can't be traded for another, like, you know, either it's eight, like six to months, months or whatever. Or yeah. 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 Whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, you know, all of this, all of this to say, and I know it's kind of frustrating for you to tune in into a podcast and, you know, we say we're going to talk about this thing and, and both you and I basically just say like, it just is what it is. There isn't, yeah. I, I, I understand people who are frustrated by it. I understand that there are people close to the situation. I would understand if the Lakers be... are frustrated by it. Yeah. But I would also understand why D'Angelo was doing this. Like, you know, that's the thing is we could try and put on, you know, both sets of shoes. Exactly. I, I think all of it is all of it is fair. Um, and, right, you know, again, he may be so injured that he was not able to play the second. Like, that is a possibility that they are just downplaying this. You know, Occam's razor usually is the best explanation. Yeah. Like, the simplest thing is usually the explanation. Is like, like I, yeah. I believe that he's been banged up. And I also, you know, it would not surprise me if he's like, hey, I'm not going to push through this and injure it worse. Yeah. Especially against the Rockets. Like, we I mean, saw yeah, what the Lakers were able to do against sense. the Rockets. 
The Lakers need him for a playoff run, however you feel about how durable he's been. But, like, the Lakers are not doing much, like, without D'Angelo Russell in the playoff. Like, they need that type of player. Absolutely. Uh, they They are a significantly better, more dangerous team with him there. I believe they're undefeated with him in the lineup still. Yeah. And, and if, you know, if it takes the occasional second half being off against the terrible Houston Rockets team, when you have LeBron and AD and more depth around LeBron and AD, because you no longer have Russell Westbrook's $47 million contract on the books, then like, yeah, I I think I, I would understand why he might go to the training staff and be like, Hey, I, I, I maybe kind of tweak this. I could technically go, but do you guys really need me in the second half? Were you guys watching the first half, for example? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Harrison and I wound, wound up going a little long on this episode, so I'm going to break this off here. Um, and then in part two, we are going to dive into the mailbag. So again, this is part one. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. And then for part two... And, uh, you know, in the mailbag, we're going to talk about the CBA uh, that, well, what we know about it to this point. We're going to talk about first round matchups potentially and who we would prefer to see there and any number of other ridiculous things that Harris and I are going to get to. So, again, this is it for part one. Go ahead and, you know, keep on listening in the feed for part two.